Sprite, the only one with Lyman. The unexpected twist that makes us different, livelier, special. I like the Sprite in you. Hello and welcome to the Optimum Entertainment's The Autolatry of Ramjack. Hello everyone, I'm Alex and joining me today in the Ramjack studio, as always, is our good friend and our co-host, Brad. Hello. Sal- salutations, friend. Hey. From Minnesota! Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The boxes aren't here. The boxes aren't here. There's no tourism happening Lakes. here. Lakes! <laughs> Generic nightclubs! Thank goodness St. Olaf's there. Oh boy. It's the only thing they've got, a fictional town. <laughs> but that's not the only thing Ramjack has. We have everything. Yes. Of course, we have a mascot that's a sloth. Of course, we're going to be talking about Belvedere later. And of course, we yes. have odds and ends to chat about before we get there. You know Belvedere. Ramjack. You oh don't need a, You don't need the experience stuffed in a box. It's stuffed into no. a small audio file and it explodes in your ears. But it's not really going to explode in your no, ears. No, it's not really going to explode. Your I'm eardrums sorry. will remain intact yes, at all times. I didn't mean to take it to something that might be misconstrued as violent. I meant to. I meant it to be something that was a positive thing, not a negative. Th- I apologize. If we get a letter from somebody who's like, "My parents died from having their eardrums exploded," wow, you're gonna feel like shit. You are going to feel like shit. Brad, even the thought of it makes me feel like there's like I'm shit as you call, as you as you said it. I just hope that the podcast isn't worth shit because I'm worth shit. All right. Nice. All right, Brad. Is that good enough for you? Why are you so mean to the boy? Why are you so mean to the boy? Because I want him to be a better man than me. <laughs> Best movie ever. G- great movie. We've already covered that, right? What episode? That was like a long time ago. We have not. We haven't covered the five heartbeats. We have not done the five heartbeats. Oh well, that's going on the docket. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. After Belvedere, we should do just like a stint of a few movies and then get back to fun. basics with a television show. Finish off Belvedere, then we do a couple movies before we jump into the wacky world of Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. We're watching the animated series or the live action series? Um, live action series. Maybe we do one of each, like one uh, and back, one and we can, back. We can jump in. Listen, listen, we've got uh, plenty of time to figure that out. we got plenty of time. Plenty of time. Uh, Brad, it's also time for some quick hits. Hmm. Is what this I'm is start- a segment Alex created because I will not let him say the word news about things that are not news. Brad, oh, our old friend Natalie Grayson may be working for Sprite. For those First of who, all, who's Natalie Grayson? Well, for those who don't remember, Natalie Grayson, Grayson is a, a, a fictional character from a book called Cream of the Crop. We talked about how it ended. Uh, she works for a prestigious leading advertising firm, and she's known for edgy campaigns. Oh, boy. Well, how's this for edgy? <laughs> uh. Sprite has um, started, and as of this point, I'm not 100% sure whether they comp- just pulled out or not. Don't have up-to-the-minute metrics on this, but Sprite I Sprite t- might have pulled out, or they might not have. There might be a Sprite baby in the future. I, yeah, and it's going to be ugly. It's going to be oh, one of those boy. ugly babies that just doesn't get doesn't turn cute, mm. um, uh, because it's named brutally refreshing. Their new campaign that is featured in Ireland on billboards and websites everywhere. Their hashtag is hashtag brutally refreshing. I can just can mm. you just see Natalie saying this in a meeting to it? 
to the executives. She probably would. She probably would. Brutally refreshing. Here's some taglines. She's seen more ceilings than Michelangelo. Brutally refreshing. Sprite. She's seen more ceilings than Michelangelo. You know, Da Vinci. Hashtag brutally, brutally refreshing. What does that mean? Let me, let me, let me help you suss it out. Because at first I thought that was a weird comment about feminism and Hillary Clinton. And I thought, well, that's a very weird way to put it. I don't know Sprite, but then I saw it was Ireland. And then I read the rest of them and realized I was completely off base. She's seen a lot of ceilings. She's laying down a lot. She's getting fucked. Like what's happening? Well, Brad, a two at 10 is a 10 at two. Hashtag brutally refreshing. What? Drink Sprite. You're not popular, Sprite. You're easy. Hashtag brutally refreshing. What? What's happening? Aries Square, the first stop on your walk of shame. Brutally so refreshing. Drink Sprite. Like the fact is, it just the fact that like like everyone's calling out dudes for being the worst now, so that they so like dudes aren't allowed to be the worst to women. So like, uh, we well we gotta take it on somebody. Hey, let's take it on this soda. <laughs> Let's take it on, on this uh, lemon-lime-flavored soda. I, I honestly do not understand. All right, all right, fine. I'm not, like, I'm not allowed to talk shit about women? Fine. But I'm going to talk shit about somebody. Look at Sprite, that stupid <laughs> slut. I'm just going to hey, bite Sprite. and gobble it all up. Hey, Sprite, you're a whore. Hey, Sprite, a 2 at 10 is a 10 at 2. Hey, Sprite, here's yeah, a I'll dick pic. <laughs> you're not interested? Fuck you, you're a whore. All right. I've seen you around every square. I seen you. I seen you uh, as a tenant too. <laughs> You're not popular, Sprite. You're fucking easy. Drink Sprite, y'all. How does this translate into sales? Because is this, this is, a real thing? This is a real thing. Slut shaming a soda? <laughs> Isn't it crazy? At first, I immediately thought this can't be true. This has to be a hoax. This is some kind of weird thing. Maybe Sprite got hacked. As of right now, no one's coming forward and retracting anything. Sprite is just all in it to win it with this weird bro-ish. Do bros not drink Sprite and they're trying to go for bro? Maybe that should have been hashtag going for bro. Drink Sprite, bros. How about we just like stop the bros? How about we just- Stop them. Let's just stop. Let's just stop all of this. Also, let's stop Sprite. Sierra missed all the way. Come on. Come I, on. As someone who's dipped back into uh, non-caffeinated beverages, I am drinking a Sprite Zero presently. And Sprite, I want to go on record as saying that I love you just the way you are. Though Brad may be right about the Sierra Mist thing. Sierra Mist is so much better. I, I will have, say I Sprite Zero is like a, it is a completely different tasting beverage than Sprite, but it's much better. Yeah. Like a real Sprite, there's a no point in my life that I could, was like, there's something about Sprite. I don't know if it's like a cilantro thing where like, but Sprite, like regular Sprite always tasted like soap to me. Interesting. I could kind of, I can kind of taste that in my mouth now that you say it. Like. It's, it, this is, I, I don't have the same, it's not as the same with like, um, with a Sprite Zero, but like a regular Sprite has like a weird, like soapy aftertaste. I remember being sick as a child and my mother giving it to me to settle my stomach. And it tasted, it reminds me of being sick, which is one of the reasons, I don't know. Through association, it's not as, I seek it out only when I'm a little under the weather. I saw, I, I found this Sprite Zero, mainly because I wanted to try a beverage that didn't have caffeine in it. I'm really pounding caffeine these days, gotta cut back. I think I have to cut back, but then again, I am in a world that never ends, where edgy advertising is constantly been bombarding constantly. me. And I have to be, I have to be at my best. 
My wits um, have to be firing on all cylinders, so I think I may need to go back to caffeine. I have I another know. question about that sprite you got there, Alex. What's um, up? Like, what the hell is it wearing? Um, Stupid fucking whore. <laughs> Brad, this is a tasteful blue and silver dress with mm. yellow and green accents. How dare like you? like a slut to me. You know what they say. What is happening? How is that an advertising campaign? I don't know. How is that supposed to be ref br brutally refreshing? It just seems brutal. Brutal, yeah, brutal. Being brutal isn't refreshing. Brutal is, the, is bad. <laughs> Don't beat up Sprite. Leave Sprite alone. Huh. Hey, Natalie Grayson, leave Sprite alone. We told you to not do edgy things. Seriously. Stop with your edgy bullshit. I don't, I don't get it. Who? I do not understand how people thought this was a good idea. Also things that may or may not... This is something to watch. Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg are gonna co-host a cooking show for VH1. Why not? Hear me out, Brad. I'm hearing. Uh, it's tentatively called Martha and Snoop's Dinner Party. The series will feature Stewart and Snoop cooking and playing host to their friends, who are famous, but you know, not crazy famous, on the show. So basically, Martha's friends and Snoop's friends are going to come together and they're going to have good food and fun times, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is going to be something to watch. Here's the weird part. <laughs> All right. I was waiting for it. I was like, when's this going to get kooky? Martha Stewart, they're when fucking. she's talking, <laughs> that would be all surprise. <laughs> Snoop's divorced. He's him and Martha. They've been hot item for about two years now on the slide. No one caught on. That would actually be a beautiful thing. Um, so Stewart calls the show a redesign of a traditional competitive cooking show. Okay, cool. Snoop's saying, my homegirl Martha and I have a special bond that goes back. We're going to be cooking, drinking, and having a good time with our exclusive friends. That doesn't sound like a competition to me. Does, no. Are Snoop and Martha on the same... I don't know if they're on the same page with the show, Brad. But which would you rather see? Snoop and Martha just chilling for 30 minutes talking about whatever the fuck they want? I mean, but that's the thing, though. Like, Snoop, like, for what? For, like, 10 years now, Snoop has, like, just been like, come on. Snoop's, like, living in a cul-de-sac, like... <laughs> like ironing like come on <laughs> apparently he's been on the show a few times martha stewart's show and Not they've surprising cooked, they've cooked mashed potatoes together they've also mm. cooked brownies to where there was snoop was constantly like yep <laughs> i imagine they scrapbook together like not yeah. on the television just in life I would love if this show was them just sitting down, like Martha says, look, I cooked all the stuff, this is how we cooked it, but it's genuinely like everyone helping out in the kitchen, they sit down and just talk about current events. Basically, yeah. I, want, I want it to be Ramjack, mm -hmm. but with them eating the whole time and maybe occasionally saying like, you know what, this pie is fucking good. Can we all just agree on that? That's true. But you yeah. know what else? Hillary Clinton is a war hawk. <laughs> mm-hmm, damn straight. Can you pass me those mashed potatoes? Like, why can't it be that? Why can't it be that? That sounds pretty great. So that's that's something to watch. All right. Quick All right. hit, something to watch. By the way, uh, I was just looking to see what the uh, what Heineken's using for their advertising currently. Brewed with passion for quality, the original quality. All right. Well, that's used quality twice, so I don't know about that. That's also kind of pretentious. We're quality. We're the original also, for, quality. For whatever reason, they're just putting like cities and like little maps of cities. Uh, this one's London, but they're varying cities. I don't know if these are. 
I, I don't know what this is. Is this varying places that they're being manufactured? I don't know. What, what's happening? Don't get it. Dude, it is very, I would say, challenging to make sense out of a lot of advertising in general. You start getting into microcosms of packaging, it gets real, real fast. Now, I love that stuff, but at the same time, part of it is very just, I would say, amusing because it's a lot of weird insights. I, it's, I don't know, Brad. Don't Lockers. know. Brad, in 2006, 53-year-old Michael Stepin was shot while being robbed in Pennsylvania. After dying from his wounds, Stepin's heart was transplanted into a dying man named Arthur Thomas. Brad, last week, Thomas walked Stepin's daughter down the aisle for her wedding. That's... That's weird. <laughs> That's pretty weird, right? Did, I, did she pay for him to come into town? Because, because, like, that's a hell of a guilt trip. Oh, you know how you got my dad's heart? Um, well, since my dad's dead now and you have his heart, I was thinking maybe you could come to my destination wedding and walk me down the aisle. Um, it's going to be mad expensive for you, but, you know, my dad gave you his heart, so I guess it's the least you can do. But if not, I guess that's okay. My dad just won't be there to walk me down the aisle because he's dead. <laughs> you know, the one that gave you his heart? Yeah. She bet if, if, if they did not pay to bring this man to the wedding, burn the wedding down. <laughs> this wedding will be kindling. Um, uh, so when he got the heart, the family and him got to know each other through monthly phone calls, emails, and letters. Ugh. Isn't that a little weird? Too much. Too much. They didn't meet, though, until his daughter, or Sapin's daughter, got engaged. And here's, uh, here's what happened. Ugh. At her fiancé's suggestion, Mrs. Stepin wrote Mr. Thomas, whom the family called Tom, lovingly asking him to walk her down the aisle. Mr. Thomas said yes, but only after running the pro uh, proposition by his 30-year-old daughter, Jackie. Don't know why I need your daughter's permission to do that. You should probably ask your daughter, is this okay? Well, probably like, because, like, he, he, like, money's tight, um, and, like, he's gonna have to pay to go to this fucking destination wedding. By the way, I've decided it's a destination wedding. Oh, it's de it has to be. <laughs> like, oh. Um, she said, his daughter said, I think it's a wonderful idea. Uh, Mr. Thomas said that his daughter, who also recommended that he start practicing walking down the aisle. Um, yeah. Isn't just walking? What's... <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that was mean that like, she wants to get married at some point. I don't know. Oh, fuck. Gross. Mr. Thomas and the bride formally met one day earlier, when he suggested she grasp his wrist. Wrist where his pulse is strongest. Oh, come on. I thought it would be the best way for her to feel close to her dad, said Mr. Thomas. That's her father's heart beating. You guys are all weird. That like, is so weird. Like, Hey, when uh, we walk down the aisle on your special day, I've got an idea. How about you grasp onto my wrist? That's where your dad heart, that's where your dad's heart beats the strongest. Listen, like, you're, like, you're getting married. You're, like, doing, like, a thing. You're starting, like, a life and shit. Like, could you, like, not be, like, so obsessed with, like, like the ghost of your dad? He's dead. Like, 
Well, his heart beats on, Brad. Oh, God. But you are correct. This is so weird. It's too much. Too much. It is too much. Too Why are we... much. Look, my dad can't be here. I need my dad's heart there. Can you come? That That's is fucking like, weird. Oh, sorry. I didn't get that letter. <laughs> didn't get that one. Oh, did uh, you... Also, I've never oh. replied to any of your emails because... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the heart. <laughs> like, calm the fuck down. Thanks for the heart. But good luck. I'll send you a little card. I'll send you a card. Like, if I was like, all right, listen, you're going to die if you don't get this heart transplant. But you have to, like, become part of this family. Like, they're going to give you cards. They're going to talk to you. Like, no, no thanks. I'll just be dead. I'll just be dead. Like, I have no family connections right now at all. Like, I'm I'm a complete free agent finally in my life. Like, there's no, there's no one in my family that, like, I am tied to at this point. Like, mm -hmm. I'm free of that. There's no way, like, I'm going to get a fucking transplant and then be tied, shackled to some other people. No. Not allowed. It just seems weird and macabre and just... Hey, honey. Yeah, second dad. I mean... Dad like, how hybrid. do you move, move on with your host life? To, host to my father, the dad shell. Hold on to my wrist, honey. That's where your dad beats the strongest. So weird. So weird. It's terrible. Absolutely it is terrible. terrible. It's terrible. Can't. Can't. You can't. No. Guys, I haven't complained about the Lynx bus system in a while. <sighs> oh. But goddamn, it is the worst. Like, I need a car so fucking desperately. It's insane. It's just fucking insane so last week i got on the bus of course like it like it really arrives whenever the hell it likes maybe 5 30 maybe 5 45 maybe six o'clock who knows maybe 10 minutes after six one time i waited for an hour the bus comes every 30 minutes i waited for over an hour that's not possible <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, uh, but last week I, I get on the bus, like, it, and it's like actually like running kind of on time. So I'm like, yay, great! This is this is the best. Yay! I'll have some time to kill in between um, my second and third bus to run to the grocery store for a minute, cause that's my life. So I'm on the bus. Everything seems fine. There's a woman sitting in front of me. She pulls the cord for the guy for the bus driver to stop at the next stop. He turns the corner, kind of slows down. She pulls the cord again. Bus driver doesn't stop. Whoa. She's like, sir, sir, you missed my stop. And this bus driver, like, and again, she said it that calmly, sir, sir, you missed my stop. No, you missed your stop. What? What? And like, she just kind of, she doesn't really respond. She's like, shocked, cause like, that's kind of crazy. And like, usually like, you know, if like some a bus driver misses a stop, they'll just kind of like stop and let yeah. a person off the bus. As you should. This this asshole keeps on driving to the next stop, which is like a couple of blocks. Like we like wow. turn a corner and like go. Like it's a fair walk. She's gonna have to get back to her stop. And I'm like, is somebody gonna fucking say something? Like what the hell? What the fuck is this dude's problem? But this woman's like not really making a fuss of it. So I'm like, okay, well maybe maybe it's not a big deal for her. Like I'm like I'm re I'm ready though. Like I don't oh, yeah. deal with this fucking asshole bus driver's. You stood up for shit. innocence before on the bus when he wouldn't it's stop. I, I feel the need, um, because fuck these bus drivers. Yeah. Um, and like, and so, she, so he finally is letting her off at the next stop, which is forever away. Like, I didn't even realize how far the next stop was, but it, she's got like a 10 minute walk. 
back to where if like she has to go all the way back to that stop so but uh, you never know maybe it's maybe it's not that maybe it's actually gonna be who knows i don't know but she's not making a deal so i'm just sitting there but i'm paying attention and then like as she goes off she goes she goes up to the driver and she like doesn't yell at him like which i'm like fuck no i would be yelling at him in a second um and we'll get to that point but <laughs> 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 and she's like, and she she says to him very calmly, "Sir, I pulled the cord. You didn't stop at my stop." And then he's like, "You you have to pull it before you get to the stop. We were right on the stop before you pulled it." And he's still yelling at her. I'm like, "Why is he yelling? She is being unreasonably calm." Yes. And this is when I jump up because I'm like, "Fuck no!" And I was like, "She pulled it twice. You fucking asshole. <laughs> you didn't stop." <laughs> and then like she and then like he doesn't say anything and uh, she gets off the bus. Nice. And I'm like, oh, okay. I see. I see how this is. I see how this is. He's not gonna yell back at me, um, because I'm a professional-looking white dude, and this was a black woman. So, okay, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Because he had like usually like if you yell at a bus driver, they'll yell back at you and be like, oh well, I, I can kick you off this bus. I will kick you off. And I'm like, whatever. You're not gonna kick me off this bus. And if you do, I'll take an Uber. Fine. <laughs> like. <whatever. laughs> um. So I don't really care about getting kicked off a bus, but like he just he just shut down uh, when I yelled back at him. So I was well, like, yeah, because right. he got caught being yeah. racist. Well, I'm yeah, assuming is and much. like you know, all right, right now, like there's no reason to call it racism, but like at know, this dog. point, at this point, um, but like still like professional looking, uh, um, yeah, white dude in a button down shirt, like um, calls him out and he shut up. So I'm just noting that for the record. So then, like, we're going along, and, like, this asshole is, like, throwing out snide little jabs, like, for, like, the next, like, ten minutes. Like, we go along fine for a while, and then I hear him, like, say something, and I'm not really paying attention because I have my headphones in. So I pull my, and, like, some other people look look at me, like, what is this guy's fucking problem? And I'm like, so I'm like, okay, I gotta turn this off and, like, start paying attention to what this guy's saying. Um, and so another person, like, pulls the cord to get off the bus at their stop, and he's like, see, that's how you do it. You have to pull it before you get to the stop. And so I respond, how many fucking times do you want somebody to pull it before you're going to stop the bus? And again, he shuts off. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh. And so, like, I'm like, this, like, I'm like, okay. And I'm like, if he keeps doing this, I'm going to respond every time because he's not saying anything to me. Yeah. Um, which is, and it's weird because he was so aggressive to this woman. Like, just, no, you made a mistake, all right? Bus drive, you can, you know, you're not paying attention, like, you're dealing with traffic. You miss a stop, you're like, oh, sorry. You stop the bus, let the person off the bus. You made a mistake, just admit you made a mistake. Let the person off the bus. It's not doing you any harm. But this fucking asshole on a power trip, like, oh, fuck off. So, a little bit later, um, like, <laughs> he stopped making snide comments, because I guess he doesn't want to deal with me. <laughs> Granted, which is uh, which yeah. fun cool i was i was ready to get kicked off the bus i was like i'm fine with it because this guy's the worst <laughs> like you know you fucking you know sometimes it's worth it like i'll be kicked off like i'll take an uber or i'll just take the next bus because you're already like who knows like it could be here who knows when it could be early it could be late who knows um <laughs> maybe the next bus is like right behind you i don't even know and then it's like, randomly, this one was like, um, there was like, there's a reroute, because they're doing some construction. And this one was like, oh, so, um, now do you go down, uh, Church Street, or, or does it go up? And then he gets like, like, crazy condescending, and he's like, um, ma'am, 
we go down this street and this street, and that's that's the way the bus goes. And he's like, okay, well, I was just curious if you if you were rerouting down this other street. And he's like, no, we don't. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is just how he responds to black women. Cool. Like, why are you so angry and aggressive, you fucking piece of shit? Like, I'm, I'm calling racism. I'm calling racism. At this point, yeah, there were suspicions. Like, because like- Now he's, we know almost for pot, almost for not. Fact. He's not dealing with it's only and there was like there was some other woman like he like he just he just said something that was really short and I'm like okay well either it's just women or black women or what but like I know like um like um like I'm gonna cash in all the white privilege I've got to talk back to this motherfucker. Nice, congratulations! Um, Thanks for being a hero. I I'm just like fuck these. What is the deal? What's the deal, it's, bus driver? What's like, the deal? With, I I do not understand. It's I don't understand, no. like, racism at all. But as far as, like, targeting certain people with your weird aggressive racism, that's something that I will... I I don't... I don't... There's no group of people that I'm that... I don't understand. Why would you be aggressive towards someone you didn't like? Yeah. Like, what is the... What's the point? What's the thing? Like, hey, I'm assuming he's a white guy on a bus, right? Is he the yeah. white... The bus driver white? Okay, we of can course. assume. Of course. Worst, a, a worst guy. Okay, I don't like, I've been raised, or for some reason I'm racist against black people. I'm going to talk to them any way I want. Why? What does it matter? And, and it's Stop just like being the fact racist that, like, and weird. This woman, when she said you missed my stop, was like, it was the most polite I can imagine. Because I'm telling you, if asshole drives by my stop, I'm raised in hell till they let me off that bus. Like, no, you're not going to fuck me over like that. As you should. If I make a mistake, that's one thing. But this woman, she pulled it. Like, and then, like, I feel like, because, like, sometimes, you know, like, if, like, like the bus driver, if he, like, if he makes, like, a wide turn or, like, or jostles the door, then, like, the, the, um, the sign goes away and you have to pull it again. Because she had to pull it again. But, but she still pulled it before the stop. Like, so there were, and, like, there were two, I, she pulled it. She absolutely pulled it Well, twice. even if she, even if she didn't, let's just say she yeah. went up there and said, sir, I'm sorry, can I get off the bus? My stop? Of course, you stop the fucking bus. You're a bus driver. You're supposed to stop and let people off and let people on. I mean, be like, yeah. oh, did you pull it? I'm sorry. I, you know, I didn't see it. Next time, try to pull it before or whatever. But yeah, by all means, get off the bus. Right? Like, and that's sir, if you missed he my didn't stop. see it. No, you missed your stop. See, that's, that's just a son of a bitch. That's just, you, sh you like, can't do that. That's a monster. Ah, like, ugh, worst. Absolute fucking worst. Like, I just, ugh. So, yeah, yeah, um, um, speaking of yelling at people, um, I, um, I got threatened by Uber. Wait a minute, was that the end of the bus story? That's the end of the bus story. Okay, so now there's a new story. Yeah, new story. Um, this was, this was actually a couple weeks ago, um, I, like, I had an Uber driver, um, like, I, I got off work early, and I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to take an Uber home because I don't want to deal with buses today. It's Friday. Like, I'm just, I just want to have a nice time. It's the weekend. Um, and I, I walked over to Walmart because there's a Walmart right by, right by the office. And I was like, all right, I'll grab a few groceries, then uh, take an Uber on home. Yeah. Sounds like a good weekend plan. It's great. I call the Uber, and like, I hate when Uber does this bullshit where it's like, they're in the process of dropping somebody else off and they've accepted your ride. Like, if it, like, cause I'm like, why do I have to, I have to wait 15 minutes now for you to like finish this ride and get to where I'm at. Like, I'm in a high traffic area where there's like a ton of Ubers. Cause like my, like my office is really close to Universal. So there's all the Uber drivers like picking up and dropping off tourists. 
Can you have an option to where you can say, I don't want people to do this? I don't want people no. to accept it? No. No. That's, that's... Yeah, it's bullshit. Um, that's fucking and like, bullshit. like, usually, you know, it's like, it's supposed to be, I think, like, if they're dropping off somebody really close by, then, you know, they'll accept the right. But, like, this guy was like, it was like 15 minutes of me waiting. Which I'm like, ugh, that's bullshit. It's usually like a five minute wait anywhere around my office. Um, but whatever, 15 minutes, fine, I'm off early, it's all cool, no problem. The guy calls me, like, five minutes later, and he's, and he's, like, asking where I'm, like, well, I'm, I'm at, I'm in front of Walmart, like, it's not that hard, <laughs> like, I don't, like, I hate when they call to ask where you're at, because there's GPS, that's what, I have an app, so I don't have to talk to you, like, stop it with this calling and checking to see, I understand sometimes people put in the wrong address, but like that's on them so he calls and he's and he's super he doesn't seem to want to take the it's like he i don't know if he accepted by accident or whatever but he already seemed like really like put off to be having to pick me up he was like oh okay um so where are you at and i was like i'm, I'm in front of the walmart where it says i'm at <laughs> like all right it's Follow gonna be yes it's gonna dot. be about 10 minutes i'm 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 just finishing dropping somebody off and then i'll be right over there it's like all right which entrance are you at? Are you at the are you at the market side or are the other side? I was like, um, it's at the market side. All right, cool. Hates that market side. Hates like, the market side. What is your side. deal? Like, you're getting money for this asshole. You didn't have to accept it. Just don't accept it or cancel it. You can cancel a ride. Like, should have canceled it, it then and got someone else because it would have been five minutes as opposed to ten. I uh, yeah, I wish. Um. So a little bit later, like, all right, I see on, I see in Uber, I see that he's his car is nearby, and so he calls again, and I'm like, why are you calling me? There's an app. Like, I see where you're at. Don't call me. Um, so he calls me, and he's like, all right, so where exactly are you? And I'm like, I am right at the front of the store, at the entrance, standing outside. Okay, so you're, so you're standing outside. Yes, the left side or the right side. Well, if you're looking at me from, if you're looking from the street, it would be the, okay, so the left side, if I'm looking at you from the street, I'm like, you're getting so fucking condescending right now. No, nope, nope, no. Like, you don't, no, listen, you're, I'm fucking paying you to drive me around. You don't get to be a condescending asshole. So I was like, cancel it. Cancel the ride. I'm not, I'm not getting in your fucking car. And then he starts yelling and I'm like, fuck you. Cancel, cancel the ride. I am not getting in your goddamn car because you sound like a fucking murderer. <laughs> so wait a minute let me ask a question because i've only used uber once with a friend and it was in chicago and they had the phone you see their car right like you have to put a make and model in there correct yeah yeah so you know who to look for and they know that at this location which gps is accurate within what three feet now <laughs> I mean, even if it's know. five feet that yeah. is incredible that's there's a very low even if Some, it's I'm, five feet and you're off a, by 15 Sometimes I, it gets the GPS gets a little squirrely. I understand. But still. I, even that, I'm saying there's no way you cannot because a car's going to slow down. You're going to be like that car slowed down. There's a person in there that looks like it could be an Uber, yeah. Uber vehicle. And what's this We're, bullshit from from the street? What side are you on? I'm Left like, or well, right? The, That's not well, even I, makes sense. No, I brought up I brought up the from the street because yes. Um, left or right, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, that's that's that doesn't answer direction. any questions. You said marketplace, bitch. Come find me at the marketplace. I'm sorry, yeah. He's drive to a turn, but now I'm getting mad. Now yeah. I'm getting mad, Brad. We're waiting for this. Asking driver me left or there. right is a stupid question because do you mean my left or right? 
Do you mean like facing the store? Which direction? I don't even know which direction you're coming from, so I can't answer left or right, you fucking moron. Rules to live by. If someone asks you left or right in a situation that it's stupid, cancel it. Just cancel the situation. Whether it be Definitely. Uber or life, just cancel but he, it. Like, yeah, and he just got so con- And I'm like, I'm not gonna get in some- You can't be condescending to like somebody that's giving you money. That's just no. not how it works. Did you um, tell? You should tell him that, or anytime someone does it again, be like, you can't be condescending to someone who's paying you money to do a job. Like it's more of a hobby for you anyway. Yeah. So, so I canceled it out. Um, he well, he canceled it out, and I, I got on Uber again. Got another driver. Guy was perfectly nice and normal. Navid, you're the best. Got me home safe and sound, and arrived in like four minutes. By the way. Wow. That's class so, from Naveed. Her, thank you, Naveed, for a great ride. Um, and I was like, I'm like, and I thought about writing an email to Uber, and I was like, ah, I should probably do that. Um, but I, I sent it. I, I tweeted. Um, I tweeted it out because that's how you get like customer service problems taken care of in this day and age. Hmm. And later on, um, I got I got a response from Uber that was like, oh, we're so sorry about your your difficulty. Blah blah blah. I also like tweeted out that like I was now on a safe ride with a non-murderer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gave a shout out to my boy Navid. Uh, <laughs> um, but so the next morning, um, I, I see that there's another message. There's another direct message from uh, the Uber uh, customer service, and it's like, um, please send us an email um, with your, you know, if to describe your problem, and we'll see, you know, what we can do about it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. And so I start typing it up, and then I check my email and notice that I have an email from Uber. And I was like, oh, I guess that's about, I guess it's the same thing. I guess they've connected my Twitter and my, my email address. No, this was a separate thing. They were, they were sending me an email to inform me that, um, one of their drivers had reported an altercation mm -hmm. and they wanted to let me know if there were further reports of altercations, um, I, my Uber account would be suspended. Wow. Because this motherfucker, Richard, the, uh, condescending asshole, um, decided to, uh, report me as a, I don't know what he report, I don't know what he said. You said it straight though. You got back with him and said, "Look, this guy did this, and that seems crazy." Yeah, no, I, I, well, also because I was already like yeah, in the that's... process of talking to them on Twitter. Like, I had already documented like about this crazy lunatic murder Uber driver, um, and how like I was never getting in somebody's car that was that scary. I already had that going on. So then they paired it all up, and they're like, "Oh, so sorry about that. Here's ten dollars Uber credit." Ooh, well done, Uber. Well done, Uber. And I hope Richard gets fired, because that dude is a fucking lunatic. Well, Richard got an email after that. Turns out, your I, accusations well, were invalid. Like, an altercation? Now, maybe they just mean altercation because I yelled at him, because I told him to cancel it and to go fuck himself. Um, like, after he was crazy and sounded like a murderer. Maybe that's what they mean as altercation? But if he said something more than that, oh, that fucker is definitely fired. <laughs> Dunzo. Later, Richard. Oh... I, get, I mean, that's what happens when you crowdsource driving. Sometimes you get a Naveed, and sometimes you get a Jesus, or you get a uh, Richard. Or sometimes you get a senile old man like I had today. Was he okay, though? I, obviously, I he was know. the one who's like, now some turn up here, there's an over there. It was just like, this like little old um, Latino man with a little flat cap. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I was like, He's oh, you're like, part. you're like the cutest little old man. Um, but like, he couldn't figure out like where like the pickup was at, at the bus terminal. And then, like, he was like, did you come from very far? And I was like, what? 
Um, no, no, these are just the, the local buses, just from just from Metro West. Ah, do the bus drivers drive very fast? Um, not, not, not really. <laughs> oh, That's an odd question. Okay. All right. All right, Grandpa, are you okay? At that point, I imagine him throwing it down into a lower gear on his manual car and peeling out of the bus station, <laughs> going 80 miles an hour. I'll show you real fast. Quick. I'll show you fast. <laughs> Eat my dust, buses! Though that even sounds scary just on face value. Have you come from far away? Do you like to go fast? It was very weird. Uh, That's why I emailed you and let you know I might be a little late this evening. Okay, there there you go. go. I didn't realize you were, you know, what situation you were in. Yeah. That's my travel. That's my travels. That's my life. Nuts. That is nuts. <sighs> I contemplated taking Uber today. We had a carpool situation because my car is in the shop. Now I'm kind of glad I didn't. Ubers, I mean, but I take Uber a lot. Like, I take Uber, depending on uh, budget-wise, like, I take, sometimes I take Uber every day. Wow. Well, that's, because that's a great thing, though, because, well, I guess in theory, taking costs, the bus which is better for the environment, but it's good that you're carpooling. Yeah, it's... it's. Well, the thing is, it's like, it costs it's $7 for me to get from my house to the bus terminal, and it takes like 10 minutes to get there, tops. Um, but for me to get to the bus terminal, I have to walk, I, to take the bus, I have to like walk 10 minutes down the road, catch a bus, take that like two miles down the road, to get another bus. It takes like an hour. Dude. So I cut an hour off of my, off my commute, off my two and a half hour commute each way if I take, if I spend $7 on an Uber. So money well spent. Uber. Money, money well Uber. spent. Like I, I like I should just I should just have a car. Like I would be spending like the amount of money I spend on a bus pass and like Uber, like definitely takes care of gas and insurance. Get a car, start Ubering, make that extra money, take it back from Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Uber, I've been giving you so much money over the years. Guess what? Now you're giving me money. I hear, you got an, I hear you got an opening ever since Richard fell off. So Alex, um, that's 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 travel. Um, we're gonna talk about some entertainments, some sure. television, some movies. What, have you watched anything? What's happening? Uh, Joey and I have been watching all kinds of movies. Joey just got on a Power Rangers kick, and oddly, it holds his interest. Hmm. Something I didn't know about the Power Rangers is that the original movie that came out when it was in its heyday is absolutely crazy and is a throwback to the 80s in a very strange way. Um, So at one point, the Power Rangers go to a planet to get the secret ninja power to save their pal Zordon and Earth from a bad guy called from a bad guy called Ivan Ooze, who has a strange knowledge of pop culture even though he's been sealed in an egg for 1000 10,000 years. They get there, birds come out of the men dressed in bird suits like men birds come down. It's very similar to like it's got a very Flash Gordon feel already from so many areas in it. That's great. It's a good thing. It's like, okay, well that's okay. And then a woman comes out of nowhere that looks like it looks like the 80s. Imagine, um, what is he? Who is the girl? Not She-Ra, but the other girl in He-Man. Tila? Tila. Remember Tila from the movie? The live-action movie? Okay, imagine Tila in the movie, but with a bikini on. Crazy 80s hair, green bikini, kicking ass, and talking 
like everything is very, very important. It's the 80s. It's an homage to the 80s in certain points that you're like, what the hell's up with Power Rangers? Was this what? I I don't remember watching this as a kid because it was on the cusp of me getting out of those kinds of things. So I was like, eh, I'll pass on the Power Rangers movie. But now I'm like, what is this thing? Hmm. I know that sounds strange. It's it's campy enough and weird enough that I almost think we should watch it at Ramjack at some point in the future because it's, trust me, it would be worth the time. Definitely. They also have another movie that's equally strange and equally campy that brings Power Rangers from like a decade before the movie into it. It's super weird. Wait, wait, when you say a decade before the movie, like... Like from like the TV show, or is it like, or is it like prequel Power Rangers that we've never met before? No, Brad, it's the first Power Rangers. The Red Ranger and the Pink Ranger okay. come back. They make so they even reference it. I just didn't. I don't know what the timeline of these Power Rangers movies is. Okay, dude, I don't know either because I don't think Power Rangers has ever stopped since it started. Now we I don't can get think in. So. It hasn't. They just keep bringing back. But I do know, I think recently we tried to watch one of the recent TV shows, and some of the actors are still with it. Hmm. Well, Pat, literally decades since it started. See, I I never watched it. Like, I I completely missed it. You didn't miss much. It was weird. That was like, all right, done done with childhood at that point. Then maybe we should watch, because there's some horrible computer-generated graphics in both of them. I'm definitely down. Okay, okay, we may have to watch it. I won't say any more, though, but it's a fun time. But that's what that's what Joey and I have been watching. But I know you've been watching something much cooler. I've been watching Stranger Things, Brad. Oh, I thought we both we've both been watching Stranger. Th- I thought oh, there was like, I, something specific that I've been watching. I was like, what did I watch? That's really cool. I mean, <laughs> yes. I, I mean, is that a slam towards Stranger Things? You didn't like it? No, I, I quite enjoyed it. It was it was quite oh, good. Okay, okay. Sorry, just making sure on the same page, same page. It's it's a it's a super fun time. Yeah, I mean, like everybody's talking about it. It's like, it's it's new. I don't like. I don't want to get too like too much into it. I don't want to spoil anything. But um, nah, come on. <laughs> but like, I mean, it's you know everything's already been said. It's like all. It's like the most eighties thing that's ever eighties. It's yeah. crazy. Um, my favorite of the kids though is Lucas. Um, like the black kid that like when he goes solo and he puts on a fucking bandana. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's my that's my favorite kid. I, there were some things that happened that I'm not 100 percent sure what the what the kids were thinking. Remember when those bullies found them at the rock quarry, which I can only assume the setting was that, and the one of them like went close to the edge and tried to jump off. Why? Huh. Why did he do that? I because because his I must... friend was gonna get his teeth cut out. Okay, his friend's gonna get his teeth cut out. Okay, okay, I'm gonna defuse the situation by jumping, plummeting to my death. Yeah, well, I think is, it's this, like, is this real enough for you kids? <laughs> like, I don't understand what the well, I think it's like the was. fact that kids are dumb and... Th- well, because they had that deputy earlier that thought, like, oh, you could jump in there and it's water. You'll just be okay because it's water. Not realizing that will kill you. I think it's like kids' logic, like, oh, that's scary to jump that far, but I don't think they realized it was going to be death. Okay, I didn't... I forgot about the part where the deputy said, it's just water, you're gonna live... So that's why the kid tried to jump. Even though, again, I don't think it makes sense. Maybe, was he just like, fuck you, man. I gotta save myself. Goodbye! (laughs) Because that's kind of a shitty thing to do to a friend. Now, it doesn't end that way. I know that. But I thought the whole time, like, what the fuck are you doing? Fucking regulate. Grab a stone and beat those kids up. I mean, do something. Don't Don't just say, 
I'm out. Hey, late. Excuse me? Goodbye. <laughs> um, I love the science teacher. Oh, science yeah. teacher is my fucking favorite. Like, that's my favorite. What do you know about, like, quantum mechanics? I actually am well-read and well-versed on the things that we're going to be discussing <laughs> in the show. I mean... <laughs> like, he's just for exposition and, like, plot convenience, but he's fucking hilarious. I just love it. Oh, well, come on, guys. It's Sunday night. Can't, can't you just, like, uh... Can this wait till Monday? <laughs> no! We don't have the internet in the 80s. I need your encyclopedic knowledge on physics or theoretical physics. You told us to be curious. All right. <laughs> Fine. Hawking to my voice as I tell you about here's, the subtle here's how you world. build. Here's how you build a fucking um sleep or uh, um sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, like how do you? That's, that's a weird request on Sunday, oh, kids. What are you up to? Fucking love it, love it. Nothing too scary. Okay. It's so weird. Like even like the actors they cast, like I don't know. They they look just like like they all they cast these amazing people that look like '80s people. Yeah. Like great. they have like the like they have the, the head shape of people in the eighties. <laughs> head shape throughout the decades is a thing. We all know. Well, this. like but, but like the standard of, of like a, a beauty and attractiveness has changed oh, yeah. obviously as Very it does constantly. So. But like these people look like the eighties. Yeah, it's up. crazy. And it's more than it's more than just outfit. Yeah. Well, why not a writer? She kind of can look like any time. Like she's just kind of who she is. Yeah, but I'm particularly thinking about like the 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 other mom. Yeah. And uh, um, the the main girl, uh, uh, not not Eleven, but the the other daughter. Um, yeah, I forget her name, but yeah. she's pretty badass. Can I just no. say my favorite scene in the entire thing is when the kids uh, hold their own against a monster in a house? Because in most other things, they would be scared or timid. These kids are like, "Fuck it, this monster's in our house. We're gonna fuck that thing up," and it's awesome. It's pretty great. It's pretty. It great. comes out of nowhere. Like, I really just want to talk about it, because it's just so great. My favorite is the wind-up. This one kid, this doesn't spoil anything, because this is just awesome, and you need to see it if you see it. So this one kid is wailing on a monster with a baseball bat, and at one point during it, he stops, winds the bat up, like, as, like, just a move, just like, yeah, fuck this, and just starts hitting it again. It's like he's getting so into it, and you're like, this is great! These kids, these kids, I want to, I want the second season just to be these kids regulating on anything. Yes. What if these kids just, it's like no every season fear. is just, these kids just dealing with monsters. Yeah. Like this like, monster not, is scary. Not related, just a completely different monster. It's just like every season, it's just kids dealing with, these same kids dealing with monsters. Bring in some more kids, like, but just like, just dealing with monsters. But getting it, they set a trap for it. They're like, it shows up immediately, no like, it's immediately regulate cap the gun shoot it as much as you can get it into the trap burn it alive yeah now i don't think they they even have a fail safe like get the fire extinguisher we want to kill it but we don't want to burn the house down yes. <laughs> but these kids have thought this through yeah this is great that's i mean that's a that's a tribute to the writing of it the pacing everything about this is really good mm-hmm. i saw something today where it was some kind of like energy yeah. government energy agency and they released a press thing recently there's like okay look guys just to clarify a few things about the energy uh coalition or whatever in whatever state it's in we don't actually research <laughs> paranormal things we're not hiding funds to like go through uh, into other dimensions i we're on the up and up which i think is even more suspicious than like if they had said nothing <laughs> 
Now nice. I'm like, well, what are you doing over there in Indiana with your hmm. so-called energy stuff? Um, I like I, I like the opening credits are with well, the the theme and the credits are amazing, obviously. Oh, dude! And it's like it's super John Carpentery, but what it reminds me of most. And especially with like the the font and everything, it reminds me. Do you remember that like infomercial back in the day? It was like it was Stephen King books. Um, but I, I think it was like they were trying to sell like a book club thing. Like, like will you send you order the first book and then we'll send you the next book or whatever. We'll send you twelve books for five. But I don't know. But I just remember like it was at, they showed like a lot of clips of like Stephen King movies, and that's mm. that's what this reminded me of. I would say that this, I mean, yeah, this captures, like, Spielberg, Stephen King in a way that I think is better than Stephen King and Spielberg in most cases. Yeah, yeah. Easily. And I know that sounds weird, like, you can't, how dare you say that about Stephen King? Guys, Stephen King is not a good writer. Stephen King is not a very good storyteller. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen King, King is, is garbage. weird. He's garbage. He's garbage. I have read stuff of his. I can say that it's not as good as you think. I, it's not that great. Now, entertaining, maybe. I don't know about that part. I didn't find it very entertaining what I've read. It just seemed kind of silly and weird. I don't get it. But this gets it. It's like, oh, you like Stephen King? Guess what? We're going to trump that son of a bitch. Also, Spielberg, fuck off. It's it's amazing because, <laughs> like, you know, I, I remember hearing, like, talk about, like, the, the algorithm Netflix uses to figure out what shows they want to make. Oh, and yeah. like, cause like that whole like House of Cards, like they figured out, okay, well these are the things that people watch. So, but I'm like, this feels like it's so like, this feels like it's an amazing experiment in like, all right, people like um, all these '80s things. Uh, they like ET. <laughs> they like Stephen King movies, and like really synthesizing that into like yeah. making like this thing. Like, it's it's so. It's well constructed and paint by the numbers, but it's like it's so like dead on of what it's trying to do. It's oh, insane. But it's I would say that it's a little bit more than paint by the numbers because, for example, um, the the teenage girl whose name I forgot and her romantic involvement with that one kid who um, everyone keeps saying well, he just wants to get in your pants. And I guess to a point, John Ralphio? yeah, John Ralphio. Um, they keep trying. They they hammer that in because that's a cliche. Like, of course, this dude is just into this one girl who he's not been into now because he wants to have sex with her and then discard her like a thing. But that isn't what's happening. It, it sets that up, but it isn't. Like, it's more complicated than that. He actually, he kind of hates his friends. He's like, you people are the worst. <laughs> Which he says at one point. He's like, you people are so fucking downers. This girl is awesome. Everything, I, I like her. I don't want to just fuck her. I like her. Which is great. It's like, well, that's a kind of a refreshing take on that kind of 80s trope. And they did that throughout in many other different parts of the story, but I remember that one specifically thinking, you know what? Good job, Stranger Things. Good job. I don't know too much about that swimming body. Her friend made a horrible death. <laughs> I can only speculate what kind of nightmare that was. But, um... Yeah. Strong character. Fun. I mean, it was a good time. Good I love the kids playing Dungeons and Dragons and then plop, like, maybe a little fast and loose. And, uh... I love Winona Ryder just being completely fucking bonkers. Yes. To 11 at all I, times. I told you. I told you. Played it real well. Real well. Like, it's just like a level of crazy that like starts at a 10 and goes to a 13 and only occasionally dips down to a 9. Dude, if you have an actor or like an actress cuddled up in a fetal position with Christmas lights, them come on and then be amazed and wowed, that can come off 
very corny, funny, and bad, but it doesn't come off that way in this because of way Renona Ryder sells it. Like yeah. she it is so believable. It's just Yeah. She's she's good at playing completely fucking insane. Like I just can't imagine like that must have been so goddamn exhausting for her. Oh yeah. Like I I Oh that yeah. Sounds, that, like that just looks hard. That's a that's a tough day on set every day for Winona Ryder. <laughs> like she didn't have like she never had like a day of like all right ah uh, in this scene I'll just be walking into the kitchen and uh, picking up a letter. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Renona, we're gonna need you to really bring it today. Okay, in this scene, my uh, my son has been kidnapped and uh, I'm I'm hearing things and. Uh, Oh, I think he's communicating me through the lights, alright. Okay, uh, it's the most stressful I've ever been in. Money's tight, I live in a shithole. Uh, <laughs> uh, my my other son's a weir real weird creeper. Uh, alright. <laughs> live okay. in the forest a uh, mile I'm or two from anyone. i failure in everything. Uh, uh, I've had to beg to get an advance on my, my grocery store paycheck. Alright, okay. Let's do this. Ah. All right, I'm in character. Let's go. Talk to Mama. Talk to Mama through the lights. What do you want Mama to do? Run. Ah. It just gets, I, man, so much edge of your seat, just suspense. It was good. I like. I, I watched it all in like one one day. Do you have any criticisms for it? I, I Monster. Mean, mm. I mean, it was scary, but. Mm. I mean, it kept me on one night. It kept me up one night, and I kept the lights on. The cats were really confused, but meh. <laughs> it's fine. Like I, like I, I don't know. I've heard people complaining about like the the allusions to all the things it's referencing are too much. But I'm like, like what? Ah, it's what it's doing. Let it do it. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Fine. What is it referencing? Like, well, there's like direct like shots that are like straight up like ET. Um, oh well, yeah. Yeah, like there's like a ton of it's just like straight on. Like, it's too much of an homage to ET. Like no, the, it's the, whatever. the outfit that um they put um L in, um is like the when they dress up ET. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's like, more fun. Like, have you watched ET recently? Because me and Joey have, and Joey's confused the whole time. He's like, "What is that alien doing?" I the haven't only watched time it in years because it terrified me as a child. It's not good. The I'm only sure time, the only scene that's really neat is when ET's at home with a television or something, and he's experiencing stuff, and it's happening in Elliot's like classroom. Because that's surreal and just neat, but that's almost like a micro. That's like a micro. That's like a small part of it. The, also, the part where they're doing the bike chase. Because you're thinking to yourself, this wouldn't happen. These, this isn't. The only part Joey liked is when the kids started flying on their bicycles, and he went nuts. Like he started laughing. He's like, so ET's like, this is Star Wars, right? Because he's seen ET in the Star Wars movies. Because the ET race is like at one point during the Senate, and I'm like. I guess E.T.'s a Jedi. I mean, maybe E.T.'s Force-sensitive. I don't know. Nice. So that's how... That's the only way he connected to E.T. The whole time he was like... Like, just... You could tell he was looking and waiting for, like, more Star Wars things. But it was just like, uh... Like, how does this work? But I, I... I thought it was great. Yeah. How do you think they should do a season two? Should they start, like, a two, different story? Or should they continue? Or... I, well, I, I think at least what I've heard is there. It's it's going to continue. Um, it's all about the kids though when they're fighting monsters. I get it. I, that's what I want. Like, that's let what, them fight or, a different monster. Like, that would just be the best. Like, it's they still take it just as seriously, but it is like completely unconnected. That would be amazing. Just another monster. <laughs> like, because I just I I feel like like it embraces so much dumb '80s stuff. I would love it if it just like 
keeps like doing that, but in a way that is like completely stupid, <laughs> but still taking it dead serious. The the part where they realize that that one that there's a dummy in place of someone else. Oh, yeah, that was that was upsetting. Like how they even pull that off? I I looked it up. Um, it was the Department of Energy. Um, that's supposed to be doing all of these nefarious tests. Oh, I thought on... you were asking about the name of the actual company that's on, like, the, the energy vans. No, well, the Department of Energy, I guess, is who they, they say it is. I'm sure there's, like, a subset of it working in Stranger Things. But they released something that was basically yeah. like, Hey, just so you know, uh, that one laboratory they talked about definitely doesn't exist. The Energy Department doesn't explore parallel universes. The energy department doesn't mess with monsters, like, as a joke, but again, but I think But isn't it possible? <laughs> Kaku, get out of here. Get, get, get. We haven't been cockooed. Shoot, get out of here, Kaku. <laughs> Brad, is it that time of the week to, um, to get to, uh, to, to revel in the 80s, as we normally do, even more so than we just did? That was almost set up, but then not. Brad, you just set it up. <laughs> <laughs> like I was waiting for you. Just, I thought you were gonna say it because I was like, "Oh, that'll be fun." Alex says it this week. Cool. We're watching. Ba- it's it's this is Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Unceremonious. I think the music plays. All right, itself. all right. This is this is the part of the show. Hey, um, now I'm gonna do Alex's part. All right, okay. friends, uh, anytime we watch a show or a movie or a thing or possibly talk about something, uh, we like to play a game. And in this game, there are many rules. Um, I'm going to explain it in the most complicated way possible. <laughs> Get out your abacus. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, now, the game is you have to summarize the episode. Now, in do summarizing the episode, um, the goal is for one minute. If you do one minute, then you are a Braveheart champion and you win. Now, also, therefore, granted, if you do less than a minute, well, you don't win. Um, but if it's within 55 to a minute, you're still okay. So that's good. So we're not going to talk about that right now. We'll get back to that. No. Carry the four. Um, yeah. Now, if you go over, uh, you you lose. It's terrible. You've forgotten. Terrible music will play, but it won't play because we've lost the music. If you're under, then, uh, well, if you're under 55, okay, that's bad. So you you gotta yeah. be more you gotta be at least fifty five. If you're under fifty five, then you're a chump, and that you don't want to be a chump. So you oh. want to aim for fifty five to a minute, with a one minute being your goal. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> carry the three. Thank you. All right. I, I believe it's my turn actually to summarize this episode. It is. Correct. It is. So, um, if that didn't make sense to anyone, um, Alex, you're gonna have one minute to summarize this episode, Donuts, um, in as close to a minute as possible without going over or ridiculously under, because then you would be a chump. Can you remind me, friend, um, what was the name of the guy who ran the donut shop? Oh, Ralph? Well, you said Ralphio earlier, and I was like, it couldn't, is, is that just me? I think it was Ralph. I'm pretty sure it was Ralph. Luann was um, the woman, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking it up. Um, I can't believe neither of us have seen a Suicide Squad yet, Alex. I, how did we miss that one? Haven't seen what? Suicide Squad yet? I don't, know what people are ex- I don't know what people are expecting from movies. I don't either. Like, everything's I mean, garbage. Like, it's just a fact. Did you hear, like, the people were trying to, like, petition the government to get Red- Rotten Tomatoes shut down because they gave it bad reviews? They... Aggregated the reviews that were bad and gave it a bad score. I mean, I'll I'll help petition to shut down Rotten Tomatoes because fuck everything. Like I can't deal with 
like ratings well, and critics and bullshit. Like I, I will never go to that website. I've never been to that website. People reference it often, and they're like, oh, well, they gave it so much, I don't care. Fuck it. I never want to know. Don't care. Fuck that at website. I'll sign the petition. And that, but Brad, that's different than what they're saying. Oh, I know. They're saying Rotten Tomatoes is great, but they hate Suicide Squad. They're in, they're in it with Marvel. It's a conspiracy. Yeah, that's dumb. That's film, dumb. film reels don't melt. What? Suicide Squad, <laughs> it may be terrible, but it's probably fine. It's probably It looks fine. stupid. It looks stupid. I Every agree. Every movie's stupid. <laughs> Every movie's stupid. I still I say mean, Batman v Superman. The trailer looked like the worst movie ever. Um, and it was fine. It was much better than the trailer. It still wasn't good. If you want to get real, Stranger Things is kind of stupid. Oh, it's right? super stupid. It's super like, stupid, but it's fun. I mean, that's what yeah. it, it's entertainment. What else do you want? If you like DC comic characters, it might be a good time for you. Maybe. I'm not a huge fan of DC. Brad, what's up? Brad's yeah, face. Um, you, um, the character's name is Ralph, um, and I just happened to click on his IMDb, in which I see um, he was also in an episode of Baywatch Nights. <laughs> he was in Balancing Act. Oh, first season. Stop. <laughs> Investigating the murder of the agency's previous owner, Mitch Garner and Ryan get involved with jewel smugglers, a mysterious speedboat that is always speeding around Baywatch, and a body that won't stay dead. Oh, man, that sounds so awesome. God, I miss it. Who used to say that wasn't their first foray into, like, the paranormal? Could be. Dude, they have to do a fucking Baywatch Nights movie. They're doing Baywatch the movie. They have to transition into Baywatch Nights the movie. I agree. Isn't The Rock Mitch? Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. So, yes, his name is Ralph. Ralph, Ralph. and Luann. Give me just a second. I think I can do this. Sorry, I just fell down the IMDb message boards on Mr. Belvedere and like. Nice, old friend. The rabbit hole goes deep. I'm assuming. I mean, one of the first things about fucking uh, she who shall not be named, um, mm. that person that Kevin fucked at the prom. That's mm. that's too much. That's too. She shall not be named in any way, even in she's been struck in from the record. I was I was just letting the record will show that she has been marked out. Let the record show, she is no longer a part of the show. She has been banished. How is that the first comment on a Belladier thread? It's not the first, it's, it's one of the first. How is it one of the first? It should be like the 20th. Like it should be, hey, remember that one weird time? Well, if you want to know, um, well, I don't know friend, if I want to know. blank, okay. poured out ellipses. I'm surprised they kept bringing her back. I found her very unlikable. Her first episode was okay, that Kevin should appreciate her as a friend despite her weight. But she was obsessed with him even though he had no interest in her at all. It was not clear why they were even friends. I was shocked to see her again after her wedding episode, which was a good way to end her character. Instead, she is still fantasizing about him while, while with her husband. Good point. Hmm. Alright. I think I'm ready to summarize donuts. This is like a real heated discussion. Everyone's arguing about whether they fucked or not. It's kind of crazy. Um, but we know that they... Well, I don't want to talk about it. It's already... Right. It struck happen. from it's, the record. It's been banished. Banished. So let it be written. All right, Alex. Ralph and Luann. Take a moment, collect your thoughts, think about what happened in this episode, what the characters were doing, what were they wearing, um... Fashion. What, what? What? Just whatever you need to discuss this in as close to a minute without going over or ridiculous under, and you will be going in three, two, one, go. 
Ralph, who owns the donut shop in the pit, has left it after he died from a weird sprinkle and powdered sugar accident to Belvedere and his cook, Luann. But that tart-talking limey cannot run the store with her, so he fires her, and she becomes co-Belvedere's with him at the Owens house. Welcome to Belvedere Season 6. Um... They say co-owned, but anytime Belvedere's at the donut shop, she has to work his shift, and when he gets there, she leaves. She is far stricter than Belvedere is and will not let the Owens get away with anything. They hate it. And even though they're paying her, they end up doing most of the chores. Belvedere's almost going bankrupt, I'm assuming, because him and Kevin cannot turn the bakery around. Also, it turns out that at the end of it, the guy who owned it, Ralph, didn't really leave it to Belvedere. He left it to to Luann because he wanted to teach them lessons about not eating all the donuts and, I guess, basic business? He might have been racist. That's Belvedere. Nice. 59 seconds. Yay! Flirting with that minute mark. Flirting with that minute mark. Flirting. Making eyes at it. Giving it that look. Giving that, that hard sexy look. sexy look. I, I think it's okay, though, that we've started to, like, just look at it and not go all the way. Because that's a little too risky, considering, Brad, considering we have lost the music that it's reminds true. us we have forgotten. It's true. Which is oddly Better ironic. safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. You've said it once. You've said it a hundred times. I appreciate it. I just said it twice. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Have I said it 98 other times? Maybe. The record will show. Well, let the record show. Let's count them off, everyone. Sorry, we're going to stop the podcast and count the times. <laughs> so this opens with Belvedere coming into the donut world. Mm-hmm. The hottest place to get donuts in the pit. Luann and Ralph run this place. Ru- Ralph owns it. Luann is a cook. She is she's really good at making donuts. She we know later that she reads Donut World um, every month it comes out. I'm assuming that it's monthly. Um, so she knows what's up. Belvedere is their number one customer. We know this because Ralph, for some reason, put a portrait of Belvedere on the wall that says number one customer and reveals it to Belvedere. Um, also because they know Belvedere on a first name basis, and him and Luann trade jabs at each other. Though her limey comment is a little much, I think. That's a little too, too much. It's, it's kind of, it's like, they're really getting at it. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy. She says the tart talking limey. I think that's a little much. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, these... This character is problematic in many ways. Very much so, and it's... Like, this is... It's our, it's our angry, sassy black woman. Every show had had a character like this in the 80s. And, uh, I think it's yeah. odd that they would try to introduce such a character into Belvedere Season 6. I, like, it really felt like, in the beginning of this, I'm like, are they are they angling for a spinoff? Like, uh, well, yeah. Donut? Like, I was like, huh, this is bizarre. Um, I immediately like had like flat. Well, I had a couple of flashbacks in this episode that we'll we'll discuss. But um, like one like we have like a, a donut place down here called Donut King. Oh. Um, that like this place looks. It actually the interior kind of looks the same. I mean, it's a donut place. What do you really expect? But like um, me and Dan went like last year um to grab some donuts. Mm-hmm. We were out that way. Um, grab a few items. Um, and the place is called Donut King. And Dan was going to get a donut for Josie. And it, there was, like, a little donut shaped like a person um, with, like, little candies on it and things. You know, it's, like, it's it's a it's a novelty fun donut for a kid. Yeah. Um, and so, now, there's just donuts in, like, the little trays. None of them are labeled. 
So, um, Dan was like, so Dan made the assumption, well, I guess I'm, I like, hey, let me get one of the little uh, Donut King guys. I, it's, this place is called Donut King. That must be the Donut King. Yeah. And this fucking, this girl that was like at the register was so, the what? <laughs> the, the little, uh, the Donut guy. Oh, the Donut Man? <laughs> and it was like just, just it was so like you don't even know what the donut man's called he's not called a donut king like it was the it was the weirdest like most aggressive like hey bitch what? Like, listen listen you sell donuts for a living like maybe take the attitude down like what is with everybody in florida getting all like passive aggressive and angry about shit dude like, it's hot <laughs> we're giving you money like stop it <laughs> you sell donuts for a living <laughs> like it was like i i doubt dan's been back since because this woman was the worst Oh, if anyone is rude to me in a store like that, I would probably not go back. Yeah. I don't like, care how good the donut men are. They should be called the, the Donut King. The Donut what? Donut King. The store's called Donut King. That's called a Donut Man. He... I mean, he's not of royal lineage. <laughs> All right. Cool, I guess. We don't but, fill him with raspberry jelly. Yeah. All right. What? Cool. Like, man, this man's just trying to buy a donut for his daughter. No, I'm not like, finished yet. Could you just like sell him like your like donut man and like? Sir, I'm uh, sir. One guess at a time. I'm trying to talk to this I... idiot who thinks it's a donut king. <laughs> All right. Well, while you're laughing about that, could you just get me one of the the red velvet? Uh... Sir, one at a time. I just I was just, I just wanted to try the red velvet donut. Or could I? Could I just the red velvet donut? It's called a red velvet cake donut. Who are you people? Oh. Can, wow. I, can I get the can I get the maple bacon donut? Um, I'm sorry, it's a bacon maple, not maple bacon. God. Oh my god! You're such a fucking idiot. Like, I can't even right now. Just saying, hey, places that places that sell like baked goods in general. Why don't you just put labels of what your things are called if you expect people to know? You and Dan should have kept it up and started saying things that were obviously not what it was. Instead of powdered sugar donut, like confectionery snow donut or something just strange. Uh, bakeries always, they always like give me anxiety. Like there's that one in Newport that is awesome and I used to like drop by all the time. It was like near my apartment. Um, but they don't have, they have no labels and there's all these like intricate looking pastries and things. And it's like, I, I, can I get one of those? One, one of those? I don't know. I don't know what to call it. What is it? I don't know. Like, is it like a loop or a knot? Is it a crawler? Like, what is it? What? I don't know what you, like, you need to just have, please just, please just tell me what they're called. Or like, be prepared that people are going to have to point and say, I need one of those. Because there was this, this woman was always like, which, which one? Do you want this? I was like, I don't know what the terminology is for these weird pastries. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. That one. The one that's next to the, to that one. Not that one. No, the next one. Yeah, that's the one. Like, that was my interaction every time. How much time could they save? How much more profitable could they be if they just took time to label things? Because uh, I know there were times I walked by and I was like, maybe I'll stop in and grab... No, I don't feel like having this interaction right now. I can't do it today. I feel you, man. I don't know anything about donuts as far as types and varieties. I don't know the difference between a bear claw or like... I know what an eclair is and I know the difference between a normal donut and a cake donut. I saw well, a like new that's, variety that's, that's like a croissant that's donut. 
That's not Alex. No, That's I've like never five seen five years ago. But I've never, I've never seen one in, in the wild until recently. Really? We had an event at work. And there's a new place that's supposed to be all the rage in Cincinnati. It's an OTR. And it, it was two and a half inches thick. It was huge. Like, it was really tall, but it wasn't much, I would say, wider. Like, it wasn't yeah. huge, but it was super tall. And when we broke it open, it was like, wow, oh, this is like a croissant. This is pretty cool. Most like people were scared of it. Yeah, a cronut. It's, but that was, those were, like, huge, like, five years ago. Dude, I don't eat many donuts. I'll be honest with you. I don't. Uh, but, like, it's one of those things that, like, I had never even had. I don't think I'd had until uh, I moved here. But, like, I'd still heard about it. It's one of those weird hipster things. I want to say we talked about it on the show at one point because I, I remember no. talking about it with you before. And I'm sorry, friend. I was not. For some reason, it escaped my mind. And suddenly it was there. And I thought, what the hell is that? And no one else well, knew what it was. So I didn't feel that out of place. Here's what annoys me about the fucking cronut. Um, because, like, my, like, I think, and I'm not huge on, I'm not a huge fan of donuts. I couldn't eat donuts for years, um, because my freshman year in college, I was in a plate oh, and I had yeah, to eat yeah. a bunch of donuts. Yes. And, like, it just made me sick, and I couldn't do it for a while. But my favorite donut I've ever had is, like, there's that um, little grocery store in Alexandria, mm-hmm. um, Kentucky, like, it's past that Walmart. Um, they have, like, a little bakery, and they have a donut croissant that is, it's shaped like a croissant, but it's a, it's a donut. Oh. It's like the other side of the, of the cronut. Um, and it's fucking amazing. Like, that's the best donut I've ever had in my life. Hmm. Now that's interesting. Yeah. The croissant donut. Different than the cronut. Yeah. Because it's literally a croissant and not just like a... Well, a because it t- it's, it's, more, it's more like the consistency of a donut, but shaped and folded like a croissant. I like that. Yeah. I think it's better. Well... Luann and Belvedere don't see eye to eye on anything, but it's present. It presently in the show, Belvedere is a customer. She is the server, and then there's the owner that you know stays between them. And he's like, you know, you guys are pretty entertaining. Uh, Belvedere, I got something to show you. Here's this picture of you on the wall because you're my best customer. Hey, cops, because the place is also littered with policemen. Um, stereotypes. Um, check out this picture, everyone. Yay, Belvedere. Hey. Luann, can you go back and get the powdered sugar? She's like, you know the powdered sugar's on the top shelf, and I can't reach it. Go back and get it. And he's like, all right. Brad. They, also, they also really set up this, like, bullshit of, like, he's always pulling pranks. Always pranking. Always pranking. But that never pays. Well, I guess it kind of does pay off, I guess, if, if you consider that Will a prank. And that's the only prank we see in the entire thing, right? Yeah. Um, so he goes back. We hear Belvedere says something about how his that man's pranks will catch up to him one day. And then we hear a loud crash in the background. Sooner rather than later, maybe. And they go back there. Fast forward to the funeral. Well, yeah. He dies. He, he dies. He dies because of powdered sugar and sprinkles. Um, second flashback. Um, I, this honestly did... For, like, It's so weird that this actually did ca- pause me for a moment. Because I just flashed back to uh, um, when I worked at that... When I right out of college took that stupid job at the General Mills factory. And destroyed Red. my back forever. Yeah. By reaching out, for a bag of... Because pa- my... They had me... It was powdered sugar? For, it was... Um, yeah, well, it was like um. I thought it was like a cereal mix thing. Yeah, it was. Well, it was like it was like chocolate powdered sugar stuff to go on chocolate checks mix. Ooh. Um, but I had to reach for this giant, these large bags of like this powdered sugar stuff from overhead and out of reach, and that destroyed my back and kind of ruined my life. Oh. So cool. 
And I, it was weird, like, this just, that just, like, I had, like, a moment, like, when that, when they was, like, when they said, like, he's going to get that, um, that bag of sugar from overhead where she can't reach, and I was like, oh, no. <gasps> no, 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 no. No! I was like, that's a, that's a weird thing to be caught by. Again, it wouldn't surprise me if Belvedere was written by people from the future specifically for the sh- for our show. Indeed. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, besides the fact that time travel is probably something that can't really happen, but that's besides the point. Um, so, he's dead. There's a giant, like, bouquet. That's not flowers. Like, there is a, there's a donut-made donut kind of sympathy donut thing with the sympathy flowers. Is that what you call flowers at a funeral? Not funeral flowers, obviously. Flowers for... That just seems weird. Sympathy flowers sounds like an odd thing. Yeah. I don't know if I'd get that for anyone. Um, it's, it's bizarre. Like, also, like, I, funeral flowers are super expensive. Yeah. It's, like, crazy. They... Uh, florists, they hear, that they hear that someone's dead. Mark it up. Mark it up. Yeah. It's not These okay. These are roses for the dead, dummy. $10 more. Easy. Um... But they're there. The guy proceeding over the funeral welcomes everyone who was near and dear to Ralph's heart. And again, we pan the audience. It's mostly policemen, um, who I guess he just kept stocked with donuts, and the Belvedere and the Owens, and a few random other people, and of course, um, Luann. There's so many puns in this scene that it became a little unbearable. I'll be honest, and I love Belvedere. It became a little uh, unbearable. It's a, yeah, it's a, little, it's a little much. It's a little much. By the time I got to him, his eyes were glazed over. Wah, 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 wah. I will say that is the one good joke. It's, it's, the, one, it's the one that registers because it's one of the first ones. But then yeah. after that, the cascade of them is what gets it. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. But that is one good joke in this episode. <laughs> so, yeah, Belvedere's asked to read a poem. Which is basically just a list of donuts. Yeah. It's it's strange. And then they, they have him stop. He's like, the guy says, save something for the grave, all right? Belder's like, oh, yes, of course. They sit down. They finish up. Um, Everyone leaves except for Belvedere. <laughs> and there's one guy, and the guy gets up and says, hey, are you Lynn Belvedere? I need to talk to you about something. I need to talk to you. Ralph, Ralph left, mentioned you in his will. But before that, he says, uh, hey, you know Ralph could make a really good, what was it, an apple fritter or something? Yeah. And Belvedere, they purposely switch cameras for Belvedere to turn around and say a line that, isn't it something like, he did. But the way he says it is, is so guttural and deep that it's strange. Like, it's yeah, unsettling. It's, it's like, that, that, like, what's going on with you and those apple fritters? You know, he made some good apple fritters, didn't he? Whoa, Belvedere. What's going on? Why did we need a cut and then cut back to that? I, you didn't need that. That's strange. That's a weird call. So we find out that in his will, Ralph left Belvedere the donut shop. Ralph clearly has no family or friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's... I mean, can you imagine what the Mormons would write about this letter? Oh, yeah. to, his com- to his common law... <laughs> Uh, customer. His common law customer. When he has five adult children. <laughs> he took the whole donut shop. He leaves nothing for Luann, that bitch, who's also stealing stuff from his five adult children. Hi. Why is she giving donuts away? So, 
not only does Belvedere like now own the donut shop, he's now next scene we see he's working in the donut shop. Yeah. He's just straight up I guess the Owens embrace this. They're what they're happy that their Belvedere is getting a job and like getting out there. Yeah, I well guess. they they'll stop by because it's apparently morning and like the kids are on their way to school, but they stop by to get a donut for breakfast because Belvedere's not there to cook them meals. This brings up an issue with this episode. Belvedere now owns a donut shop and is like, this is now his job, but he has a job <laughs> working for the Owens. Like, and now he knows. Does he though, Brad? I mean, how, why is he? If, okay, Belvedere, if you want to run this donut shop, cool. But don't you need to move out of the Owens place? Or you're the live-in housekeeper. You, I don't understand. Brad, imagine if you jumped into this show, even in mid-season five, season four. I don't know if the point of Belvedere being a housekeeper ever really comes up. I mean, they mention it a lot, but it doesn't give that... It feels like he's part of the family. Yeah. It's like a Charles and Charles. After a while, Charles just became... He just became part of the family. That's what happened here. Belvedere is part of the family. And it's okay. We're going to support him in the fact that he got a donut job. That's great for Belvedere. Yeah, he lives with us. So yes, right. be- Because Belvedere is now spending all this time... Uh, you know, working at the donut shop, there's no one there to, to take care of the Owens, to give them their meals and things. That's unfortunate. Also, the donut shop, Belvedere and Luann still can't get along, which is not a surprise because they never got along. Nope, never did. It's even, it's just magnified since they're so close together and there's no barrier. Ralph was a barrier. So, uh, Luann quits and Belvedere tries to fire her. Um, Belvedere gets mad. And I love his mad voice. It's it's the it's the it's the line from the evil stepmother that he played in that one fantasy dream thing that they had when uh what was her name? The girl that should have stayed. Casey. Casey. The best. All the Casey episodes. <laughs> I miss her. And for a minute you're like, could that be her walking past the window outside when he says, Listen Like when he just gets that kind of guttural angry Belvedere, but you know, it's not. It's a shadow. Truth. So yeah, she's fired, or she quits, however you want to, whatever side of that argument you're on or support. So of course, uh, um, Belvedere gets back to the house, and he's like, uh, and like, well, you'll never guess what, ha- what Luann did today. She quit. What? How do you know? Oh, because we hired her to do your job because you're not here? But, <laughs> <laughs> but what does this mean? Why is he living there? Because he's part so of the family bizarre. now, Brad. It's Brad, so he bizarre. is part of the family. He's an honorary Owens. Why does he want to live there? <laughs> like, I don't... Why does he want to take this donut job? Clearly, it really feels like they're still paying Belvedere and this woman, and they're just going to share the job. Yeah, that's kind of... I mean, it's weird. Though Marsha tries to gloss... She's like, what's weird about it? She's going to take the shifts when you're not here, and you're going to take your shift back when you get home. Marsha, that doesn't make it any less weird. It's still really weird. How are you affording this? That's the big question. That's the big question. Just, like, the money questions about the Owens are like nonstop. So they're so Belvedere's like, all right, I guess, I guess we're gonna do this. But the Owens got more than they bargained for. Yeah. Next morning, um, it's breakfast time, and everyone's forced to eat breakfast whether they want to or not. It's insane. Like. 
like Heather's like, I'm just gonna grab a root beer, which I will say, a root beer first thing in the morning <laughs> does not sound like a good idea. That was that. Yeah, that's that's not a good idea. Well, she comes but down. Neither does neither does anything Heather's wearing. So yeah, Heather's got some weird. She's got like, is she got an interview or something? Like, what is? Uh, it's a strange suit. Interview um, to like go on a safari? Like, I don't. <laughs> Well, she comes in and says, Wesley, why did you put fake puke on my t- uh, plate? To which um, Luann says, um, those are cheese grits. How about you sit down and eat them? Whoa. Um, I think she Whoa. was closer with uh, fake vomit. Yeah, like, no one likes, I'm not a huge fan of grits, obviously. She's, no, that's gross. No, Don't thanks. eat that. No thanks. I do, lo- I do love her sass, though. It's, it's welcome to me in the fact that like you said, she thwarts the root beer. Like, sit down and have a real breakfast. And Marsh says, yeah, that's the ticket. I got to get out of here, though. I got to go do lawyer things. Nondescript lawyer things. That's fine, Marsha. That's fine. And then this one's like, no, um, you just said how important breakfast was. So you're going to eat your breakfast, too. If, if, you're, if the judge has a problem with it, you tell him to talk to me. Um, we pay you. <laughs> that's a theme on today's episode. Like, I'm sorry, we just... pay you, Luann? I hate everybody. If somebody's paying you, you fucking just do your job and don't fuck around. Well, that's the, the question is, is this her job? Because Belvedere is supposed to help regulate the Owens. So I'm assuming that she feels like she can um, step into that role. Though Belvedere slacked off a little bit as he's gotten comfortable. And as they've agreed to, for him to be kind of like just a stay at home Belvedere who can also have a job now. Because Belvedere's bringing money into the house, I guess. I don't know. She feels like she can she can say those things. But the look Marsha gives her family when she turns around that Luann can't see. Marsha, I know. Then, mm. It's just, I, I don't, this is, I don't, I don't like this. The only part I don't like is when she makes them say grace. Ugh. Because they're doing everything, they, they're like, do what? And she's like, aren't you going to thank it? Aren't you going to thank someone? Oh, yeah. Luann, thank you so much for making this awesome breakfast. Not a cheese grits person myself, but we'll give him a try. Not me. Him. And she points up upstairs. Capital H. Ugh. They, that's their response. And yeah. I do love that. There's like, everyone's like, ugh. Guys, we'll say grace. Then we won't actually see him say grace, which I think is great. Fire this woman. Kick her out of your fucking house. You'll be fine. You got like Belvedere's gone on vacation. You don't. You guys can go like a day without a Belvedere. Yeah. Like, how long do you think Belvedere's gonna be running a donut shop? Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> is I this like I would a like they act like this is a long term thing? Like Belvedere's gonna be running this donut shop now, so they need a new housekeeper. Not too sure about that, guys. Like, do you, the Belvedere. Like, do you think Belvedere's gonna spend the rest of his life running a donut shop? I don't know, Come he spends on. most of the day doing it, because if she's supposed to work his off shifts, he's still not home by 9 o'clock, because Wesley's up drinking blood? <laughs> like, what's in that glass, Brad? Because don't know. he's watching something with, a, with vampires, and he says, that's right, Dracula, drink her blood. And he sucks something through a straw vigorously, and she comes in and says, nope, bedtime. But it's 8.30. I'm like, What? <laughs> Talk like eight thirty. What? Eight thirty. Back to bed. She says, "Go to bed anyway." Luann, maybe, maybe you didn't get the memo. I'm Wesley T. Owens. That's great. Um, I've dealt with your kind before. So maybe let me stay up. 
And then basically she's like, oh, okay, well, feel free, go ahead. Um, but I'm going to tell your parents about your Swiss bank account. Luann, hold up. <laughs> Luann, hold up. Which, you know what happens, like, if the Owens find out that Wes has got a Swiss bank account, they're just going to raid and spend oh, all this fucking money. exactly. Like, Marshall's like been waiting. They're just going to, like, spend all this money. Everyone gets a Porsche. Kevin well, hey, doesn't get do to go to school. Keeper. Yeah. <laughs> Third housekeeper, so that you know that so Belvedere has someone to play with that he's friendly. That he has. Friendly. Kevin's like, hey, could you guys help me out with my with my broken down car, or uh, maybe some textbooks? No, we gotta hire a third housekeeper. Need, desperately need it. Desperately with the shifts Sorry. I'm taking at the law firm. Is it shifts at a law firm, Marsha? Like how how does this firm work? <laughs> what are you talking about shifts at the firm? I don't I don't think that's how it works. Hi. Everyone's mis- everyone's miserable. Um, Belvedere comes home um, at the late late hour of nine o'clock. George comes down for a cookie. Luann sends him right back up. Belvedere's kind of liking it though because he, anyone who can like aggravate Wesley T is okay in his book. Um. So and Belvedere is like he's already like hired a replacement for Luann. Um. We cut to and see that Kevin's now working at the donut shop. Belvedere. Belvedere. Kevin ruins it. He makes uh, gigantic donuts. Yeah. There's a whole thing where they like he squirts jelly on Belvedere, which devolves into them just throwing f- a food fight. It is such a. This is some of the worst. This is some of the worst comedy I think I've ever seen in a Belvedere. This like because it's extended. It's like they're filling time. Oh yeah. And it's just like you know what's funny? People just throwing things on each other. Hey guys, you're not. This is not Lucy and Ethel. You're just pouring stuff on each other in a yeah. very slow, badly paced scene with no charm or energy whatsoever. They wouldn't have done this in Perfect Strangers. It would have been amazing in Perfect Strangers. It would have been absolutely fucking amazing. This this has no energy to it. It's just, oh, you put powdered sugar on me? Well, here's chocolate sauce. Oh, no! Well, here's jelly. Ugh. I mean, it's like... Guys, you can't just pouring stuff on people isn't funny. Like, what's up, it's Nickelodeon? Not. It like, is. It's basically, you can't do that in Belvedere. Um, the weirdest part is that a, a policeman comes in to order a donut, and it looks like what uh, Kevin picks up like a cupcake and just throws it at him, like for no yeah. reason other than like, take this, copper. He can't do that, Kevin. That's, that's it's a police not, officer. And once again, it's not just any police officer. It's that it's that uh, actor guy um, that's in like everything, usually oh, playing yeah. a police officer. Um, also in Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys? A couple of oh, it's what is he? What does he say? Uh, looking for a couple of Super Mario Brothers. I think he's the one that actually has Mario. the line. That's awesome. I guess. I mean, there's some. I mean, Kevin does have his head dr- like dripping in thick chocolate sauce, so maybe he didn't see the police officer, or he I, recognized he's him still, as Belvedere from a distance. He's but... trying to throw it at Belvedere, who is wearing a red outfit, but he just throws it directly at this police officer. It's I like I don't know. I just feel like the director of this episode is just not trying. Even the Our... editor, man. There's some weird edits, like just That's... hard cuts and things. Yeah. But also, I feel, maybe it's the fact that, because this is so messy, they've either had to do this eight times and just can't get it right, and they're just sick of changing clothes and doing this scene, because <laughs> they have to take a shower each time they finish, or they just didn't want to reshoot it because they would have to ch- get new clothes and take a shower. That's probably right. So, 
It's one or the other. Bad directing. Because you could have easily said, okay, look, guys, I need your highest energy right now. And it's their lowest. We've got this girl. Her name is Winona Ryder. You got to just take her. She comes 100% every time. I need that just for a few minutes while we do this. Could you guys swing it, please? <sighs> Seriously. She's, she's, she's going for big stuff. <laughs> you don't hear her name. Um, uh, so, yeah, basically Wesley T comes over and is like, Belvedere, you gotta come save us. Luann is crazy. And you're, you're, you're wasting what you're not gonna, you're not doing it. Come on. Come on. You're, sh- you're shitty at this job. Come you're on. shitty at this job. You're the worst. You're the fucking worst, Bo. Come, just come on. Stand up. Hold your, let's just go. We sp- so Belvedere's too proud to admit that he doesn't, he, he can't run the donut shop. Meanwhile, Luann can't admit that her secret, her pa- her only passion in life is donuts. She's reading Donut Monthly, which is amazing. I'm just trying to keep up on my trade. <laughs> I love the idea of keeping up on the donut trades. And at this point, she's just delegating chores to the Owens. And Marsh even calls her out. She's like, "I, I don't know. Are we paying you to do this?" <laughs> Which, again, is the theme of this episode for so many things. Aren't we paying you? To which she says, shut up and do your fucking job. Like, what? Owens are, like, some weird masochists. Like, something is going on. Like, yeesh. It's not okay. Heather tries to sneak out of the house. Go ahead, if you take it. Oh, no, I was... I, well, no, I was just going to mention Marsha's... I mean, well, we're going to talk about some fashions here. I was going to about Marsha's, uh, um, um, super acid wash, uh, uh, denim ensemble... Yeah, it's all super eschewed wash. Oh. Though, it, though I don't know if it's this. I'd like to think that the pants and the shirt are slightly different, but they might be a matching set. I think they're. I mean, it's hard to tell also because the pants are so high. It's hard mm-hmm. to tell where the pants stop. Very true. <laughs> Maybe worse dressed. Maybe worse dressed. Um, a lot uh, of contenders. But yeah, Heather comes down uh, wearing a coat, and uh, Luann's like, hold on, Missy. What's under that coat? And she's wearing just a normal outfit. <laughs> like, the most normal outfit I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, it's, but it's Luann's not having it. Apparently it's inappropriate for somehow. She can't cross her legs like a lady in that skirt that's, like, two inches above her knees. That's, like, a normal skirt. Yeah. That's, like, a super long skirt, even, I, I would say, in 80s standards. It's like, like, what are you doing? It's fine. Um, so they spirit her away to the donut shop, force her inside, and then lock the door. Not Heather, Luann. And her and Belvedere kind of have a talk. Um, I don't really think they resolve anything so much as the guy comes in and is like, Oh, by the way, have you had enough? That's right, you have had enough. Hey, come on, I got something to show you guys back at the... Uh... It's so crazy. Yeah, really, back at the office. Like, okay... So if you got these, she wants to work at the donut shop. He wants to not work at the donut shop, but uh, neither one of them—they're both too stubborn to admit that whatever. So luckily, Deus Ex Machina lawyer pops and is like, "Oh, I've got something to show you, by the way." So we go back to the Owens house and we're watching a video will, which I'm pretty sure has only happened in television. That's never actually <laughs> been a real thing. It should be. I mean, it's hilarious. But it's only in TV shows, right? No one's ever actually done that. Dude, you know there's selfie wills now. There has to be a selfie will app. YouTube which should will. be a thing. Which should fucking be a thing. Let's do YouTube wills. YouTube wills. Come here. I mean, if we had just taped Skype the last time, everyone would know 
Your family gets nothing. That's, That's your will. That's right. It's Brad's I, will and testament. I did a podcast will. My family gets shit. I, can t- I am a witness. Brad is of sound mind and body. Nothing. Nothing. Nada. Nada. Everything, go- everything goes to Cromwell. <laughs> <laughs> now, now Jonathan has to dress up like a dog. <laughs> and I have to dress Joey up as a dog as well. And whoever's the most dog... Obviously, we'll fool the lawyer who forgot his glass. Who's in between prescriptions? Whoever looks the cutest trying to eat a carrot. Aww. By the way, if you guys haven't watched that video, it's in the Facebook group. Um, like I posted a response to something Jonathan wanted me to watch. Um, and guys, you need to watch that golden doodle eating a carrot. It's the best. That's adorable. That is adorable. I did send. Did you see that? Do you? I sent you a picture, I think, of a golden doodle in front of a shower curtain with that golden doodle's face yes. on it, just as large as you would imagine a shower curtain's like surface area to be, and the golden doodle smiling just as big as the, it is on the shower curtain. It's- and I thought, this is something Brad should probably own. Like, those are two things Brad should have in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the shower curtain that's a little much for me, personally. Anything I mean- that big... Like that would scare small animals if you saw a giant canine face on the wall. It's a super cute dog, though. Um, oh, I'm yeah. just saying, like, I, if, you know, when I get a golden noodle, um, I, is it possible? Is it possible? Is there <laughs> oh. a universe in which I could buy a shower curtain with that golden noodle's face on it? It's possible. I just, I just, <laughs> possible. <laughs> it's very possible. Right? Very probable, some would say. Possible, possible. Theoretically. Theoretically. I just love if you can buy vanity, like, shower curtains. See, and again, if I had all the money, this is the kind of shit I would do. Like, I, I think, I stand by, and I know we've talked about this on the podcast, I know we've talked about it in person. Oh, I think yeah. the funniest joke gift in the world would be to get one of those, uh, um, get like a, uh, like a quilt. Um, one of those things, you know, where you, like, print, like, a photo and you can have it, like, put, like, on a blanket or something. Get, give someone a gift of a blanket with your own face on it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the funniest damn thing you, because first of all they can't re-gift it because it's it's your face on it you can't really what do you do with it there's nothing that can be done with it but you know it was expensive and it's insane so you can't really even get rid of it what do you it's the weirdest gift to give someone and it's hilarious everyone spend a lot of money to give somebody something giant with your own face on it now brad we talked about this originally years ago like this is something that's been mentioned so i want to say that that the the barrier of entry for a price standpoint has been lowered oh yeah which it was never that expensive. I remember, like, at Walmart, like, you could get, like, a like a throw rug. I think it was, like, $48. Oh, but, dude, now that's got to be, like, 24 Yeah, it's got to be like, nothing. Easily. Like, I'm sure online you can do that. Like, that's so damn funny to me. <laughs> just, like, so you just imagine someone opening a gift and it's like, here you go. This is for you. Opening it up and, like, oh, oh this is weird. <laughs> okay. I mean, anything with your face on it is, it's, but anything, anything. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. That is awesome. Okay, look. Just the first website that pops up. Oh, $45 for custom. A giant framed photo of you. This one is multi-pictures. You can put multiple on it. Just want one big one. One big smiling face. Brad, a standard cozy 50 by 60 uh, inch blanket is $45 shipping handling, but it's a value of $126. Nice. 
Biggest one, plush. The coziest, no, this is not even extra cozy, but a 90 by 90 one, plush, $105, valued at 266. I feel like I am on an infomercial. You can, can, I, get, can, can I get like a giant cardboard cutout of myself? Oh, easy, yeah. Can I do that? Yeah, you can get anything with your picture on it. Like, I just, that's funny to me. Standard... If anyone, if anyone does sends me something with their face on it, uh, it will be the most funny thing ever. I challenge you. Please send me things with Dude. your own face on it. Okay, a jumbo on this one uh, is great for a king-sized bed. Can you imagine your face blown up to the size of a king bed? That's so good. That's so good. That is that is the best. Because the thing is, it's a practical thing of like like the blanket. Um, because it's. So it is useful, and it's like, well, if it's cold, I guess I could use it, but, like, you can only use it when you're alone because you don't have to explain that to anyone else. It's too weird. It's just going to go in a closet and set, but you can't get rid of it. No one's going to throw it away because it's expensive and it's a useful item, but you can never practically use it. It's the best joke ever. The weirdest thing on this, first off, the fidelity on these things is really good now in 2016. Like, it looks, it is cozy and it is good. Um, but the size is so a jumbo is what you is a normal queen size sheet. The large only fits the top, like only the surface area, including the pillowed area. That's weird. The normal standard would only fit the non-pillowed area. So you have to have other blankets on your bed, and then suddenly you are putting you're putting this blanket on purpose on top of your bed. It's weird. I don't I don't know about it. Brad, let me send you this. Let me send Please you send this. me this blank. I, One for your own records. I'm telling you guys, I hit the lottery. Like you're, you're all getting, you're all getting blankets with my face on it. Eighty dollars free shipping fleece photo blanket. That's funny. Why does it say time remain? Oh, it's time remaining to save up to sixty-four percent plus shipping. And that's just the first site I looked at. But these are really nice. These are nice. It's machine washable, Brad. Gifts for the for the family. Gifts your family will love. I don't know if a family would like a giant picture of you to follow no. them to college. Nobody wants, like, a photo on their blanket. It's the stupidest thing ever, which is why it's the best. It really is. Um, there's a website called Bags of Love that does customized blankets. They're called Bags of Love, so I'm already against it on principle. Gross. That sounds like a condom website. Oh, personalized photo blanket, three for two offer, Brad. Hmm. Buy two and get one free. They're fifty dollars a piece. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Why aren't these? Why aren't these? Why aren't these mad blanket deals? <laughs> Vanity blankets. Why aren't these deals happening around Christmas when we need them? When the holiday spirit needs it the most. Hmm. These these have the logo of this company on the bottom, and I'm not too. I'm not a fan of that. And this is almost more of a quilt-like thing. You can't just get one picture duvet on it. Cover. It's multiple. A duvet <gasps> cover. Oh man! Oh man! Someday, someday, listeners, someday you're gonna go to your mailbox and there's gonna be one of those little cards, and you have to go to the post office and get a package, which is a real fucking hassle. So, so Saturday you're gonna be like, you're gonna be wondering all week, what is this package I got? Ah, I gotta go to the fucking post office. You're gonna get up early on a Saturday. You're gonna go to the post office. They're gonna hand you a large package. You're gonna get home, still not knowing what the hell this is. You're gonna get home, finally get it. Oh, you can't get it open. You gotta get a fucking, gotta get a box cutter to try to open this thing. Ah, fuck! You cut your hand. God damn it! What is this thing? This is so annoying. You're gonna open it. And it's gonna be my face laughing at you. <laughs> it's me. It's Brad. 
Gotcha. 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 I think I would I would use it. I would just put it on my guest bed anytime guests came over. <laughs> Why do you know that? Is, isn't your isn't your co-host and friend Brad on that? Yeah. Oh, I keep him in the guest room. That way, you always have someone. That's why. That's that's just him. As he's in there, it's the Brad room. <laughs> what? So funny. So funny. So uh, yeah. So we had a video will, which is a thing that doesn't exist. No. We also see this man. He's got like a donut trophy. Yeah. It's. There's a lot of weird stuff happening. And what he says, he's like, listen, hey guys, boy, uh, those you guys, I bet you guys have had a pretty crazy week, and I bet you've learned a lot. You see, uh, I love practical jokes, which he doesn't say, we just have to remember that from earlier. Yeah, uh, we, but we're I, told I, that. <laughs> listen, I think the thing about a gift is, uh, you, you, you don't want to take things for granted, so, uh, uh, Belvedere, like, you, I think you've learned that, uh, you're better off as a customer than running a donut shop, and Luann... Uh, you need to own the donut shop. I was just fucking with you in your career. So, uh, I, Luann, I give you 90% of the shop. Belvedere, I give you 10% of the shop. And you only get one free donut a day. So that way, uh, you won't be, I don't know, tempted to, like, fuck with the profits or something. I don't know. So now everything's set right. Uh, she's running the donut shop and Belvedere's eating donuts. I mean, that's what Belvedere is. Everything was right, something crazy happens, and now it's all back to normal-ish. There's no B-plot to this episode. I know, and that's much to the detriment of the show, I think. I, yeah. It's rare that we get a Belvedere that's just so... Uh, that has such a laser focus that it's jarring, and I'll say it, I'll say it, I don't like it. I don't like it as much. Yeah. Bonkers um, episode. Yeah, in the end, he pulls out one of his giant donuts, which, by the way, it's kind of weird, because, like, we living in 2016, when he pulls out the giant donut, like, it's like, oh, that's a, that's a large donut, but it's not giant. Oh, yeah, it's not, it's not huge. It's not something that's outside the realm of feasibility that yeah. someone would buy either as a novelty or just normally. Just yeah. Normally. No, they, yeah, it's just a large donut. It's kind of crazy. And that's the episode. That's the episode. Who won, who lost? Ooh, Luann lost, right? I, I mean, she... Luann won. Well, she... Okay. Okay. Like, she... First of all, she... She inherited a donut shop, which is her passion in life. Only after trial. Only after trial, but she gets to take some time off and, like, boss the Owens around and get paid for it. True. And she's also a woman that's a little bit m- more than meets the eye, um, because she knows she's about... She's a transformer. She's a transformer, for starters. She's a transformer for starters. Or else would she know about Wesley T's Swiss bank account unless right. she was choppering over it yeah. just earlier that day exactly. on a mission to thwart the Decepticons yeah. from stealing that money. Correct. To, because the money's actually in her John. <laughs> I don't know how fact. Scar- Yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact. It's just true. She is a transformer. So she wins now. Yeah. Now that now that now that you've said now that she's a transformer, she definitely wins. Definitely. I mean, there's no way she, she's losing that game. Um, but who lost? And I think I think that one's pretty clear. I think it's Belvedere or or Kevin. Let's just be honest. Kevin, my heart goes out to him, even though I mean he's done some pretty crazy things in this whole. I, come on, he's he's having to work for Belvedere. But I I would say Belvedere is the ultimate loser. Well, because his business fails because of his own... That's true. His own appetite and just his just his behavior and how he treats yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that simple. Like, nobody else is really in the episode. The old ones yeah. are barely there. 
Best dress, worst dress. Yeah. Heather's. Best dress. Marsha's all denim. It's a classic 80s just faux pile. It's like, what are you doing? Stop. I think Heather's outfit. Well, hair isn't part of fashion, but her hair also in that first. in the praying scene is also terrible, but her outfit's pretty bad. Really? Yeah, okay, yeah, the praying thing where she's in the, uh, the weird suit. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Let's give it to that. But who's best dressed? God, that, that dress, that outfit was pretty lame. Best dressed is gonna be tough. I mean, the lawyer's wearing a nice suit. There was a time when the George was wearing old man clothes, like just like the members only jacketish thing, and I was like, you know what, George, you're looking good. You're looking good. Not great. I kind of like, I, I kind of like Belvedere's uh, scene as outfit in the first scene. He's just out out on the town to go to the donut oh, shop with a hat and a scarf. That wins because of the accessories, because he also has an umbrella he's using as a cane. Yeah. And I, dug, I dug that. I was like, you know yeah. what? But it's yeah, it's a good look because he's got the scarf, the hat. I mean, he's got the trench. I, that Pretty wins. Good. Best dressed. Easy. Yeah. All right. Guys, that's an episode of Belvedere. Yeah. And th- that's an episode of Ramjack. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Um, you can find our website, ramjackpodcast.com, and get everything you need to contact us, which we'd love for you to do, and just learn about past episodes. Indeed. Uh, in fact, we have a voicemail here.
Thank you for bringing this to our attention. We really appreciate it um, that you would call and ask us um, monster authorities at this point. Yes. Brad, I'm going to let you shoot from the hip. I mean, Gabby, if this makes you a monster, then I am the most horrific monster of all time because I almost never will share information that I know. Um, You can ask me for directions. I have no clue. Um, also, because usually I just don't like giving directions. It's I'm, I, I don't understand how you give directions. I'm not good at it. Like, take a left here, go there. I can't do it, so I don't. But even even to that, like, is this... I No, never going to happen. I will ignore you. I'll, I've pretended to not speak English. Like, I don't hear you. Like, I'll do any of it. No, not going to happen. Um, people should... She tapped you on the shoulder. No, can't tap people on the shoulder. She's a monster. That woman is a monster for tapping you on the shoulder. Don't you have, like, a phone? Figure out where shit is. It's your job. You're a human. Open your eyes. Yeah. It looks like, it sounds like it might be close. But you're right. Get out a phone. Or ask someone who doesn't have their walls up. Look for someone, make eye contact, go into a store. Ask to use the the, the phone book. I don't know. Do something other than engage someone else like that, because that's a weird question to ask. Like I listen, I, listen. Life is too easy for some people. Like, listen. If you, you need to find something, you need to find it. You can't just expect other people to tell you where everything's at. No way. Gabby, you're not a monster. You are not a monster. You are not a monster. You're you're doing it right. You you're right. <laughs> you're not a monster, and you are correct. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, now, in payment for diagnosing um, the monster in your life, I'm gonna have to snatch your dog. So, Whoa, Brad. So, Hardy, Hardy, um, <laughs> um, be watching for me. I'll be coming for you, and I will snatch you up. Well, there's that asterisk on both the Facebook page and on the website that talk about like payments. Um, <laughs> expected Listen, you, payments you, for when, resolving yeah. monster issues. Uh, it's in small print. It's in really small print. If you print. have a cute dog, I'll snatch it up. That's what it says. He's a snatcher. I'm so allowed to snatch it up. Gabby, so. be careful. <laughs> Artie, coming, careful. Coming, coming for you. Coming. <laughs> Guys, and as I'm sure your dead father's heart would tell you as it beats inside <laughs> a stranger's chest. Oh, um, <laughs> Desperate to, to to get away from you for once. Uh, I think we all know that. Rose Bride is the worst. That makes sense, right? That makes total sense. Dead Father's heart tells you about Bro Sprite. It'll do. It's Morse code. It's it's through the beats. I, the younger mentioned by this document, do declare my true intentions, my last will, my testament. When I turn up my toes, when I rattle my clack, 
When I agonize, I want no great wet weeping, no tearing of hair, no wringing of hands, no sighs, no lack of days, no woe is me, and none of your sad adieus. Go, go, go and get the priest and then go. Get the booze, boy. Where is thy victory grave? Where is thy sting? When I snuff it, bury me quickly. Then let carousals begin, but not to do with a few ham sandwiches, a sausage roll or two, and a small port wine. Please roll the carpet right back, get cracking with your old gay gardens and your knees up. Shake it up, live it up, sop it up, hell of a kind of a time. And if the coppers come around, we'll tell them the party's mine, boys. Let best be be eaten. Fill every empty glass. Let no breast be beaten. Let no tooth be gnashed. Don't bother with a fancy tombstone or a big deal angel or a little copper flower pot plant. A dog nose in my eyes or a pussy willow, but don't forget me not. No epitaphs, no keepsakes, you can let me memory slip. You can say a prayer or two for me, so then, but make it quick, boys. Lady, if your bosom is heaving, don't waste your bosom on me. Let it heave for a man who's breathing, a man who can feel, a man who can see. And to me cronies, you can read me books, you can drive around in me moat. Car and you can fish your trout with my fly and tackle. You can play on my guitar and sing me songs. Wear me shirt. You can even settle me debts. You can kiss my little missus if she's willing. Then, but no regrets, boys. Your rose buds are numbered. Gather them now for rose buds' sake. And if your hands aren't too encumbered, gather a bud or two, or shake. <laughs>